So hi, on the Good Notes podcast with Peter Shrupp. Uh, we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh, so we're just gonna chat about like everything you've everything. got going on. So if you're having a hard time no, following, it's it's all good. <laughs> no no pressure, just all of it, right? Yeah, just every everything. single thing you included in the email. Uh, so what inspired you to start Arms Akimbo and your solo project Hollow Sun? And uh, what do those names mean? Oh, um, Arms Akimbo is a uh, it's a college group project essentially gone right it like it just lasted longer than than the amount of time you know we were just recording for a school project and then uh then made a band out of it and and just realized maybe we we, we got something here and then we've done that for this is our sixth year of existing which is wild um and um and then hollow sun oh yeah i guess our name our name doesn't mean much it's a freakazoid villain if you've oh. ever seen that cartoon okay. freakazoid okay. Uh, but it means hands on your hips which is great and uh okay hollow sun doesn't mean much either honestly we were just kicking around ideas and then the two words hollow sun were taken mm-hmm. so we were like people spell shit wrong all the time <laughs> can i curse on this yeah yeah great i was like i don't think we have like uh censorship rules on podcasts here i don't no. know what the deal is anyway um <laughs> But that was taken, so we were like, we can still make it work. But that was born out of the quarantine situation. I got hit up by my friend Steven, who's produced a bunch of music uh, with Arms Akimbo that we've collaborated with for years. And he was like, hey, do you want to do a project with me and my brother? Because at one point we did, um, we wrote one song together. And they were like, we, he's, he, he said, like, I've always enjoyed your voice. It's very good for this type of like folk pop type stuff Mm -hmm. and um and i was like both flattered and delighted to like work on something outside of my band because i've been in this band for so long and and you know worked in such a specific way and it's really nice to break out of that on occasion and work with somebody else um you can just learn from how other people write and then Mm -hmm. you can bring it back to your own project and um and I don't know, it kind of just like it, it's, it was a good exercise, especially when I was super bored in April, yeah. not knowing what to do with my time. And then it turned into something like that I'm really proud of. And that the, that, you know, John and Steven, the two brothers that I worked with on that were um, honestly just like great dudes to learn from. So, yeah. That's awesome. Solid. All right. Uh, so as we said, you've been very busy. So congratulations on your two most recent releases, your self-titled Arms Akimbo and your EP Brighter. How do you feel the response to those so far? Of course. Yeah. Um, it's been really, really awesome. Obviously. Um, so the, yeah, the Holosun stuff we were sitting on for a really long time and oh. we had finished that a while ago. And it's just funny, man. You think like, whatever you put out you're already on to the next thing right mm-hmm. like you like put out music and you're just like let's you know I, I i can't remember that stuff so so that that's really all we've done with that project and and uh so it feels fun to like have that as like a focal focal energy and, and not think about the future stuff whereas like um arms akimbo so that ep we put out um was the last uh release that that features our our full lineup of the four original members so our member chris who's always been the other singer in this band he he's left and he's got his solo project that's awesome it's called saint christopher um and so that was kind of like a really in a sense like like nostalgia in real time because it was our last project that we all worked on together so the rest of us will still be doing arms camp was a three-piece but that's kind of like the last remnant of you know the original thing so <laughs> there's stuff in there like the song marble that i wrote that 
we all sing like th- there's like a bunch of different lead vocals on top of each other and there's like a, there's like a lot of harmonies like it really feels like we got a moment out and it that's all the music that was like created and recorded in this quarantine space so mm-hmm. it feels very specific but people have been really into it and it's and it and it it means a lot to me like it got put on a bunch of apple editorial playlists which is like you know huge that's yeah and 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 just like i'm i just really appreciate any you know anytime anybody's like i'm i'm into this and i believe in it um but more importantly like a lot of fans have been like this is my favorite thing i've heard from you guys so far and so it feels good to like have that out because that's one of the examples of something where it's just been ours for so long yeah yeah. Well, glad it's all out to the world finally. Yeah. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for those EPs? I would assume they're at least somewhat different. Wildly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we even go. Okay. So the. So the way we work, I guess for those EPs, right? So so, starting with the arms of Kimbo stuff, just because that's much more um, what I know and what I've been used to, mm-hmm. um, has always been like me or Chris would bring a song to the band. And then the other two guys, Matt and Colin, would help us shape those songs or decide if they're like the ones that we got to, you know, be putting out. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they take a long time because there's a lot of finesse. So those songs, honestly, we sat on for a long time. Like, like I, you know, wrote some, some of them like while I was on other tours so that I can date things just because I'm talking yeah. about tours, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so, yeah, the process really was just like, it usually starts out either like a loop pedal song by myself that I am into that I can bring to the guys eventually, um, which is fun because like n- a lot of the newer Akimbo stuff that we're working on now is a lot more collaborative early on. Like I live, like I can hear my roommate, Matt, who's my drummer right mm-hmm. now in his room, like mm-hmm. tapping on his desk. So like <laughs> I, um, I, <laughs> I'm bringing songs to him way earlier. So that's yeah. what feels different about what we're doing now versus like what we just put out. Cause those are songs that were so contemplated on, so sad on. And I think mm-hmm. that if this quarantine did anything, it made us want to like, not just move a little faster, but maybe like get everybody involved a little sooner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's been, that's been a cool new development, but that's not, that's the stuff that's, I don't even know when it's going to come way out. down, way down the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, and then the hollow sun stuff is so, um, you know, it almost felt like, they had a blueprint in a way because they were like, we want to make this folk pop specific thing. And so I would come into a session and they would already have a drum loop mm-hmm. ready yeah. and they would just like play the drums and be like, can you think of anything here? And it's very different. It's very piecemeal. It's very different for me to come in when something is already like when the trains already left the station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been the one like being like, I think we can go. I think we can go. And then mm-hmm. I can like, you know, get the train moving and you're building so, the train from the, the <laughs> right. up yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so to be there on a thing that's already moving kind of feels really really exciting and new for me because i get to like participate at a different point yeah um and also the other thing is i think they've taught me to be a lot less precious about things because they would i mean they just i mean arms of kimbo stuff is so personal and mm-hmm. so like when we write songs or whatever like I've definitely been like kind of a, you know, somebody will say they don't like a line. I'll be like pouty or something because yeah. it meant a lot to me in the moment or whatever. And, uh, and this was more like, 
like what rhymes with that word and then everybody just says a bunch of words and like oh i kind of like hire and fire that's cool and then we'll just do that and we'll just do it and like that is when i say i've learned a lot from that project that might be the thing that's been the most impactful because now i'm using that that mentality in this project so i get to have some level of honesty combined with just fucking do it yeah 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 Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you're able to kind of have both sides of the music. Yeah, yeah. everything everything kind of informs each other, I think, mm-hmm. in, in anything artistic you're doing. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, can you tell me where Headspace was while creating these two records? Hmm. Like I said, I think um the 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 Arms of Kimbo EP, I can't I don't know if I could pinpoint it because it was kind of a couple songs spread out and also a couple of them weren't songs that like originated with me because mm-hmm. it's it's four songs total yeah now the two that i was a primary writer on are, are called dizzy and marble and then chris wrote two more songs called waves and alenda waves is my favorite song he's ever written and so that felt like one that was like um you know maybe maybe kind of similar like where i, where I get to participate and add to this um mm-hmm. thing that's already happening right um but but like dizzy okay so dizzy is a song that i wrote on the road and like um you know it's all about the first verse is all about like when you're home Mm -hmm. and you got like this like intense desire to go out and play shows to people and second verse is all about when you're out on the road just being homesick you know so it's really like that's what the chorus feeling dizzy about the way that i've been losing control it's like every moment you know it's like it's i guess it's just grass is always greener stuff you know yeah it's it's very heightened i think when you're touring and thinking about home but it's like dude this is all i've ever wanted to do you know mm-hmm. and then marble um is a really crazy story because i read a short story um and i was like so inspired by it i like jumped out of my bed and like started writing this song yeah oh. and then i finished the song and then i went back and, li- and read the book and i finished the story and it was like way more intense like the song i was writing was really sweet and saccharine mm-hmm. it was like this cute little like love story between like teenagers mm-hmm. and then the book ends up with this girl almost getting raped and the kid kills the guy who tries to rape her and i was like whoa wow. that escalated quickly <laughs> exactly so yeah. yeah and i was just like um did i misinterpret it or whatever <laughs> and then, like, did i skip a couple chapters <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like nope that was it that was it well huh and so i t- i emailed the author of that book <laughs> you contacted them i contacted him to let him know and i sent him the song mm-hmm. and we've been emailing back and forth he's like i love this i'm glad you were wrong like that's great yeah. it's so funny and and now we have like a great little like email relationship <laughs> um but yeah shout out george saunders who wrote victory lap because if not for that i wouldn't have written the song but anyway that's 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 they're both unique very different you know mm-hmm. and then the headspace for hollow sun was just like dude quarantine is a bummer and Mm -hmm. we just need something that's like kind of shouted out folk fun positive let's not think about it and it was really nice honestly to like so because i i host a podcast as well it's called Mm -hmm. direct support and Mm -hmm. i and i just interviewed um a friend of mine lauren who sings in this band wild and now now hollow sun sounds like kind of like it would be on on the same playlist or the same genre as the band wild because it's like fun folk positive pop and and for her she was talking about how nice it is for her new project to like mellow out and talk about her feelings for once and Mm -hmm. i was like that's funny because for me 
I'm just shouting and it, they feel like, you know, complete opposite yeah. uh, uh, pleasures. You know, I yeah. guess it's kind of like Dizzy too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what a mosaic. I apologize. I, I, <laughs> oh, I, think, no. I think I get to be as scattered as you guys made yeah, the interview sound. So that we're, works. We're, we're just all over the place. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah um, it's good. So what band or artists influence, uh, like just influence your music just in general since we're chatting about all sorts of different projects? Um, I honestly, I'm, I feel like I have my vocabulary, like a lot of the bands that I like, like I, okay. So like, you know, Strokes Kings Leon, that's like Mm -hmm. why I like rock music and stuff in the first place. And then you get older and you start to get more refined. And like the the good fortune of my shows, I've gotten to interview some of my heroes, like like um, local natives and hippocampus and some of the bands that like have really, you know, I just got a chance to ask them some questions that I've just always wondered about since I was a, a little guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there's that. And, and, and yeah, and any anything in the indie rock space, I'm pretty influenced by, but I'm finding myself like that book story and like um, like this new song. I wrote recently I literally just like finished rewatching book smart and I was like really inspired. I, I it, the song has nothing to do with the movie book smart at all but it yeah. was just like the fact that somebody made that movie or whatever like there's something about it that made me just go and I wanted to write a song immediately and I'm and I'm mm-hmm. finding myself a lot happier being influenced and trying to make music um off the criteria of different art that isn't music if that makes sense so yeah. like I have my foundation. I know the artists I like. I know that I like to listen to White Reaper and and like Frank Ocean and like so Porches and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I can be inspired by a book or a painting or a movie or a TV show or something, that's I think way more fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh. Again, it's so cool how as you said you just finished watching Booksmart and you just wanted to write a song after seeing that, and then also just reading a book and you wanted to write a song after reading some of it. <laughs> some <laughs> it's of just it, like, yeah, exactly. Um, it's just so cool how as you said you just get influenced by just different types of art instead of just like, oh, I listen to this one album, I want to write something like that. Well, yeah, I think that's how you get into the pitfall of like sounding maybe too close to an artist not that yeah i still i still believe that everybody goes through their filter like if i try to write a song like somebody it never actually sounds like them you know mm-hmm. but but i don't know i think that that is for me it's been the best way to to shake things up is it's a little more spontaneous than like listening to something and be like man i'm that happens too i definitely get jealous of honestly i get jealous of my friends and i go i want to write a song like this <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like, like damn you guys you guys get to play that live all right what's the- dang <laughs> how do we, i steal uh, that can we steal that yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. that's fair uh so while listening through your two discographies is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have you know i i don't think so i think mm-hmm. they need to i think they need to interpret it however they will because Okay, so like we're shooting these like new little music video clips for this for whatever the next Arms Kimbo releases, okay. which has been really fun. And Ooh. and right now we're recording like we're recording these music videos to demos. Like we're not even close to putting Oh. Them out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I we're we're on a crazy tear right now. We're just doing what makes us feel inspired and happy and it's kind of we're being a lot more yes and proactive than we ever were before. Okay, that's But good. um our actress who was on set for this video, we like played her the new song and it's like i guess medium deep in mm-hmm. you know like like in terms of like how intense it is in my head yeah um and she's like man your guys songs are so happy they always make me so happy 
And I was like, really? Because hmm. like it's like sometimes it's just like digging up really dark things to me. And she's yeah. like, yeah, no, that's not how it comes out. And I'm so happy about that because like I don't think that I I don't want to be um, like filtering how anybody else consumes mm-hmm. our stuff. Like whatever, whatever void it fills for you kudos you know yeah i i I don't want to control that and i think that if i did try and control that it would have a worse result and i think that Mm -hmm. the times i have tried to control that i've been dead wrong Mm -hmm. yeah so as long as they're listening pretty much that's that's (laughs) all you want yeah (laughs) that's very yeah yeah just listen to me please (laughs) (laughs) i'll regret it (laughs) so you you brought up your podcast earlier so you've got this podcast uh what Mm -hmm. inspired you to start that listening to good ones okay so the show's called direct support i don't even know if in the many hours that i've done the show that i've really explained it but like if you don't play shows what direct support means is when there's a bill the headliner the band that plays last that everybody's there to see is called the headliner Mm -hmm. the band that plays right before them is called direct support and Mm -hmm. the band that before them is called the opener right yeah and or, right or support like like the direct support just means you get to play right before the headliner so essentially the reason i call it that is like this is kind of the notion of like being you know at the step right of before making it or whatever or like mm-hmm. i because i'm really interested in that the process not necessarily like the the end goal or whatever and mm-hmm. um honestly i just had a bunch of talks with people um my bandmate at the time, Chris was one of them who was like, yeah, you should just start it. Cause all you do is talk about podcasts. You don't even talk about music. Right. Like I was saying, consuming other, other um, stuff. And like really uh, talking to my bandmates and they were being really supportive about it. And then also like, I remember talking to my buddy Noah who sings in the band runner, who's been a guest on my show. And he was like, Hey dude, it's been a year and you haven't started that thing that you said that you were going to start. Yeah. And I was like, well, I didn't really mean it then or whatever. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, when we got locked in our houses and couldn't play shows, I didn't have an excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. Now I will say I had already started interviewing people and I had a couple episodes under my belt, but that was the catalyst to get me to commit and do the other things like get the, you know, get the cover illustrated by my favorite illustrator or reach out to some of those bands. I was too scared to send that email to like, Mm -hmm. that was, I also think part of it too, was like doing the hollow sun project at the same time made me go like, it's easier to just do stuff yeah. like than to talk about it. Or, I mean, it's, it's easier to just talk about it than to do stuff, but like um, it's a lot more fulfilling when you, when you just stop talking about it. And that was like a new philosophy I had. I was like, until I drop this, I'm not talking about the show anymore. Yeah. Unless I'm talking to like somebody I want to book on it because I feel like you get the same satisfaction from like telling somebody like your big potential, like mm-hmm. telling somebody about your big grandiose plans. Mm-hmm almost feels better than just like doing the work yeah. you know because yeah. like it's potential you can't you haven't failed yet you know what exactly, i mean yeah. yeah and that was really bad for me that was like the crutch that i was leaning on <laughs> yeah. yeah i was just like not accomplishing because it was like oh i'm telling people about this thing and then my buddy was just like dude it's been a year it's like, when oh. are you gonna do it okay fine get, get, and i was like all right well the would you like to be like <laughs> come over he was like my first interview so <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So but, you've actually. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, I was just gonna say it's just re- it's really fun too. It's fun to have another outlet, another medium. Mm-hmm. It's still music central, but like uh, centric, centric, music centric. 
Yeah. But uh, it's nice to do it in a different way or to talk about it or to have a different thing to release because I feel like myself included, but a lot of musicians just get wrapped up in like, I'm a musician or whatever label you want to put on yourself, whether that's like songwriter Mm -hmm. or painter or comedian or whatever that is. Right. And then when that stuff doesn't work, then you're like, what's my worth? And that's like the worst. And so I was like, hey, here's another thing. I'm not just one trick pony. Mm -hmm. But that I wasn't trying to prove that to anybody but myself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Uh, So you've actually been doing this podcast for a good bit of time. Uh, So far, who has been your favorite guest to interview? Mm. A lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. Like I've definitely had some ones where I'm like, this is surprisingly good. I didn't think this was going to be. I didn't think we were going to click this well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Like, for instance, like uh, Dave Monks from the from Tokyo Police Club. Oh, he's he's like been a hero of mine since 2009 like Aww. like i just loved you know i it was funny man i like told him like all the times that i'd seen him live and he's like oh i feel bad like you saw all the worst shows i ever played <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> yeah, he's like, i was like yeah it's like that coachella said he's like oh he sucked like everything <laughs> i said he was like we were terrible i was like it was good to me man i couldn't tell exactly yeah um and then um I almost want to look at the list. <laughs> I felt that. Was, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nathan from Hippocampus was a lot of fun to talk to because they've, Hippocampus has been a really good like blueprint for my band career wise. Like they've always been somebody that we wanted to be, you know, like them and, and local natives is another big one. Like I've, I've looked up to them. all these people who like, I think, cause I was booking the show and I was like, honestly in a bad way for a little while being like what's cloudy like what am i what's gonna get me listens Mm -hmm. i was like you're not doing this for listens like who cares if people listen to your show you're doing it because you now have a medium where you can ask questions to the people you've looked up to forever so once i changed my mentality about that like you can see me i like reach out to the dude from typhoon Mm -hmm. uh kyle who i really got along with and i and i honestly think like like going to portland next time i'm like gonna hit him up and um yeah and this other guy who who I've actually become decent friends with just from like playing shows. Um, and I played in, in Florida and, and Nick from the spill canvas. He's a, uh... anyway, that's, I just, I didn't give yeah. you one. I just told you a bunch, but um, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of, it's basically been like, honestly, like relationships where I can look up to people kind of have, have role models or people who've been through it or like, mm-hmm. you know, people who I can ask questions about where I'm at musically is mm-hmm. yeah. my, that's, that's the best ever. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, so where do you see yourself in the next five years? The music, the podcast, whatever the hell else you might pick up in the next five years. Oh, my God. Mm, in a better in a better room, I think. <laughs> okay. A bigger room. Mm-hmm. Just just by a few inches. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't really know. I think I am doing away with that mentality i think that my okay so like when i started this band with my college friends Mm -hmm. we had goals that we were like wanted to meet eventually Mm -hmm. and some of them we met immediately and some of them took us a really long time but by like 2019 we'd met everything that i'd thought of like like we, you know, our last show before we like stopped playing was like opening for Motion City Soundtrack. We God damn. toured the U.S. a bunch, and we 
um, have made a bunch of friends and we have people at our shows who sing our lyrics back to us. Like that was, it's yeah. like pretty, you know, I want to say, cause it's like, okay. Like industry wise and career wise, those are peanuts, those goals. But to me as a human being intrinsically, all I ever wanted to do was sing a show, sing, play a show where people were singing things that I wrote in my bedroom back to me. Like that's all that mattered yeah. to me in the world. And then to do that on a stage with a couple bands that I loved in my youth or whatever, mm-hmm. that too. Like I toured at the Dangerous Summer and the singer, his quote was my yearbook. Like I use my yearbook quote was a line from his songs. Yeah, I got to show him that and we're buddies like oh. that kind of stuff. I can't you know, that's that's all my goal is. And that's how mm-hmm. I used to think. But then there's a bunch of stuff we didn't achieve. You know, we didn't play like the festival circuit or whatever, or mm-hmm. like we keep because you meet the goal. And then as soon as you meet it, you have a new goal and you don't even like cherish the thing you accomplished. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I'm just doing away with that mentality of like having distant goals. Mm-hmm. I think right now I'm just trying to get, you know, all that matters is like record this song and enjoy it and then yeah. put that out or like make that record that you've you know always said you wanted to make and release it or like try and you know i don't know i just feel like i will have more quote-unquote success by just achieving the things that that are in front of me right now okay i really like that answer i (laughs) I did i did it's one of the best ones we've gotten i appreciate that yeah uh, so for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and your podcast, if you don't mind. Delightful, please. Uh, six, we're going to go straight to death row. I don't want to talk row. about music anymore. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be oh with God. a drink? Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus H. Okay, so have you guys been to Tijuana? I'm not. Okay. Um, there's, uh, I forget, it's called Puerto, Puerto Nuevo, I think. Mm, okay. And uh that was like a thing because i grew up in in san diego ish carlsbad so my family would wake up early on sunday mornings mm-hmm. sometimes like twice a year and we would drive down we'd go down and we would wait in a line as if you were like at a sprinkles atm or whatever like a huge line yeah um and then go in and have it's just it's like lobster and big flour tortillas and rice and mm-hmm. i would have uh i think i would have it like there i had an orange fanta but if i could adjust that meal i would have an orchata instead mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I love so orchata good. yeah it's so good. um so yeah i guess i'm gonna be bougie as fuck and say lobster so oh. true yeah. that's that's a great answer i love that uh so but it's the nostalgia right it's always that yeah, yeah exactly obviously yeah. uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live for a week week. you know it's like i want to say gotham but that place sucks it does why would you want to live there well i i mean i would want to live there if i'm specifically you know batman or robin but there's like there's crime constantly Mm -hmm. and it's like all no so let's do away with that yeah how many people have said hogwarts like it's incredible oh god like everybody right almost everybody yeah i get it though i mean i do get it it is actually fantastical yeah. Um. And I studied abroad in, at Queens College, which is where they actually shot some of it. Which is yeah. Tight. Oh my god, um, that's so cool. Anyway, so like like the like the favorite guest thing, I'm gonna give you guys like 20 answers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. 
You guys are really gonna have to edit around this part. This is gonna suck. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, by, the way, I to, by the way, I have to do this too because um, because like I do like a lightning round at the end of my show mm-hmm. where I ask you know a bunch of questions that I ask everybody. Yeah. And that's the part where people take like minute long gaps. Exactly. Yeah. Before they give their answer, and mm-hmm. I just you know, it's cruel. It's cruel to 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 have the guests sit there, mm-hmm. or I mean, and and the audience. Um. You got it. You got it. No, no? I, I, okay. it's, it's, I, it's, I just want to be better than this, but it's just, it's Gotham specifically if I am Bruce Wayne's ward. So that means I okay. have access to the Batcave and mm-hmm. his mansion, but okay. I'm probably going to be like, you know, I'm going to be rich kidding it and just staying, staying <laughs> up at the top of the scary yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hill and just chilling with Alfred. Yeah, yeah that's fair. So, you yeah. mentioned, you mentioned Hogwarts. I do want to ask what house, yeah. what house are you in? I'm a huffle. People tell people told me I'm a Gryffindor, but I'm pretty certain I'm a Hufflepuff. So I don't really I don't really know, but it's definitely like the lighter ones, you know, the mm-hmm. red and the yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so pretty true. I'm pretty sure, certain I'm a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff yeah, is take the, the best test house. to find out. Yeah, is that true? Yeah. I I I didn't want to take the test. It feels too um, feels too Myers Briggs for me. I think I'm just going off the dome. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Well. It's it's fine. You chose the best house anyways. So Well, thank you. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Oh, wow. What is your favorite color? Teal. Solid. That's a very good color. Yeah. See, it's one of the it's one of the top colors. It yeah, is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as Corey said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? plug mm-hmm. uh, listen i mean i i think i essentially plugged for for 33 minutes but uh you know uh, listen to the arms of kimbo ep or the hollow sun ep and uh check out my podcast direct support and uh, honestly just go follow arms of kimbo on spotify because we're gonna have a bunch of stuff come out i'm not gonna say when because i don't know but once once it starts it ain't stopping, baby. That's all I can say. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, just go follow us there. Sounds good. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Peter Shrupp and uh, We're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>